Our scripture reading this morning comes from Psalm 148. Let's open our hearts for the meaning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise God in the heights. Praise God, all you angels. Praise God, all you heavenly host. Praise God, sun and moon. Praise God, all you shining stars. Praise God, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God commanded and they were created. God established them forever and ever. The Lord fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth. You sea monsters in all depths, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy and fulfilling God's command. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God's name alone is exalted. God's glory is above earth and heaven. The Lord has raised up a horn for the people. Praise for all God's faithful, for the people of Israel. Praise the Lord. Our gospel reading this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 3, 13, verses 31 through 35. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in the Holy One and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer, and you will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Today's reading comes right after Jesus has washed the disciples' feet. And he shared with them that last supper, saying, this is strength for your journey. And he says, I have one more thing to say to you. How many of you have been by a deathbed when someone speaks their last kind of words? Anyone had that experience? Do you ever pay attention to those words? You know, when you get to the very end, you never see somebody say, you know what? I really regret not having spent more time in the office. I regret that I didn't spend more time watching TV. You don't really hear those things. You hear what? You hear words of wisdom. You hear words of, I'm so glad we had time together. Karen, when she was near the end, um, she would just, pearls of wisdom would come from 
her her mouth. It was and and Phyllis and I know, Connie, you wrote a lot of that stuff down. And those are words to live by. Jesus said, "Listen, I'm going away soon, but you need to listen to this." A new commandment I give you. You must love one another. You will be known by your love. Was this new? You can say it out loud. You're right. She's shocked because sometimes I say, well, kind of. Was the commandment to love new? No. Love God, love neighbor. Hillel said, he was one of the the rabbis, Hillel said, love your neighbor as yourself and love God and everything else is commentary. Everything else is commentary. But there is one thing that Jesus sneaks in here that's different. Love one another as I have loved you. As I have loved you. Jesus has just shared table. And they're asking him, who's going to betray you? You keep talking about this, but who is it? The one who shares my cup. Right after that, Judas puts his bread in the cup, and then he leaves. Love one another as I have loved you. C.S. Lewis talks about two types of love. C.S. Lewis was uh, an amazing guy. And he studied all the Greek understandings of God. And he said basically they all boil down to two types. Um, The kind of a love out of need and a kind of love out of giving. And most of us do that first kind. He says, if you were to diagram that first love, it's a circle. It's a, we start in a situation of emptiness. We have a need to be filled. And we find someone to love because we are going to get something in return. It fills a need of ours. And what's interesting to me is when I look at weddings, and I've done, I've, I don't know, 150, 160 weddings easily, and I do marital counseling in all of them, and I see couples, and a lot of times you could tell that a couple, they have flat out, they have just settled. Maybe somewhere in their past, they were looking for a soulmate, but they gave up on that. And they just decided, you know what, I'm just going to get married, and this is, you know, good enough. And often, what they really want in their vows is not for better or worse. What they really want is, for better or forget it, I can do worse on my own. I'm willing to get married as long as it comes back around and fills me up better than I was before. 
And even the pinnacle for those, and I, and I love the, you know, the butcher's wife. How many of you have seen The Butcher's Wife? Or Jerry Maguire? You've seen these movies? What's the great, what's the classic line in Jerry Maguire? No, not that one. Yes, that's the classic. Who let him in here? Yeah, show me the money, that's the classic line. But when we're talking in the context of marriage, <laughs> thanks, Bill. This is why smart preachers don't preach this way, okay? But what's the, uh, about relationships, what's the classic line? You had me at the low, but you complete me. Remember that line? You complete me, shut up, you had me at hello, right. But he says first, you completely, because he's on the elevator, and there's two couples, and they're, they're signing. But even the idea of you complete me, or you had me at hello, or in the butcher's wife, it's the old um, platonic idea that we're all split aparts, right? That God split us apart, and the, the wound is the belly button, and what we're really looking for in life is we're looking for our other half, our split apart self. Even that, which I think is probably the highest form of that love out of need, is still a love out of need. It's still a love out of a sense of emptiness that needs to be filled. And that's the highest we ever usually get. I know when I'm really stressed out, I want my cat, because my cat just sits on my lap and purrs and purrs. He's much more like a dog than a cat. And he just sits there and sheds all over me to show how much he loves me, and, and just purrs and purrs and purrs and purrs, and I could, just, I could feel my blood pressure just start to go down, and I start to breathe better, and I think, this is great, I love my cat, but it's still a love out of need. You know, I want something from this cat, which is what, you know, I need, I put up with a lot from this cat. So, you know, and that's the one kind of love, and that is like the love of a circle, and that's often the highest we ever get. And C.S. Lewis says there's another kind of love, and that's the love that is giving, and it really is the love that really, it's the unconditional love. It's the love that asks for nothing back. It's like a spring. It's like a fountain. Just an overflowing, and if you were to draw it, it's like an arc. It's always going there. Healing touch is perfectly this arc. If you've ever done healing and healing touch, with the right hand you receive, with the left hand you give, and all you're doing is you're channeling energy and giving it away. That's all you're doing. I mean, when people say, wow, what'd you do? Nothing. That's like being a piece of uh, fiber optic cable where the light goes right through the cable. You're an open vessel. All you're doing is you're giving, and it's really just kind of coming through you. Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you, not asking for anything in return, not asking out of a sense of need, but just out of a sense of pure giving. I mean, I see myself, I, I mean, this is, 
I got to tell you, when I, when I was really looking at this, I was thinking, I'm looking at all the ways that I love, and it's like, well, that's need, 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 well, that's giving. Oh, good, one out of ten. I'm, I'm doing well. You know, maybe next year I'll do two out of ten. This is not easy stuff. I mean, I want to be the second, but when I really look at what I'm doing, I realize a lot of it's the first. And I'm trying to make it as healthy the first as I can. But love is hard work. It just is. It is, it's, it's like um, there was a professional writer who was doing a class for some, some college students. And um, they said, what do you do when you don't feel like writing? And what's the answer? I write. Why? Because I'm a professional writer. That's what I do. When I don't feel like writing, I write. Because I'm a professional writer. June Bud, what do you do during tax time when you don't feel like doing taxes? You do taxes. And then you do what? More taxes. And then when you've had it up to here with more taxes, you do what? More taxes. Because June Bud is a tax professional and is desperately trying to get out of the tax business. Because she knows that as a tax professional, when you're sick of it, and your husband's this, and you got a bad back, and he is, you don't want to do taxes, what do you do? You do taxes. Love is not primarily a feeling, folks. Love is an action. It is showing up. It's being Roger Sloan, knowing that we have one month. And it, this is the reason why Roger's here every day. See, the city gave us seven, was going to give us $1,700 to get rid of the grass with low-maintenance plants, but they need to inspect it by the end of the month. So all of the power, all of the irrigation, all the prep work, all the plants, and all that, you need a, a general person in charge of the whole thing, and Roger's there every single day for a month because that's our window. Because this church isn't floating in cash because... Our Vanna doesn't make $6 million a year. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but that's what love is when you, for your church. You say, I don't feel like going to the church today, but guess what? This is what I have to do. And I'm sure Sharon's like, can't you stay home today? What's the matter with you? That's why you're going to leave for three weeks, right? Go to Oregon and be away from us, be in the trees. Jesus' commandment to love one another as he has loved us is to say, you're not going to do this all the time, and you're not always going to do it well. But love unconditionally, like I love you. And if you can do that, and if the world can do that, boy, there is nothing we can't do. And that's good news. Amen.
So I was writing a song for uh, children, young children, writing a, an album. And I, I went to this, uh, this speaker, this child development speaker, and they said, you know, there's one thing that you can do that could lastly affect a child, a young person's 